Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchWills.com. My name is Akpak. Today is September 20th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. Do you have PO Plus? No, just get out of here. Get out of here. This is just for people who support us. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Logan, <laughs> sorry, Logan Gilbert went six innings, one earned run, four hits, one walk, and 11 strikeouts, 21 whips as he earned a gallows pull in this one. You love to see it. And one thing that's very interesting in this one is that the entire year I've been saying, I don't like this cutter. I don't like the curveball. He doesn't have a secondary that gets whiffs. It means he doesn't have the right complement for his fastball. Sure, he gets some strikes, but they're not that great. Well, this one, he started throwing a slower slider. It's kind of what we saw in 2021. Bigger, loopier slider. And what do you know? He got seven whiffs on that slider over 30 thrown. That's what you want to see. So maybe it does spell a better 2023 for Logan Gilbert. At the very least, it's a wonderful schedule to end of the year, so you're going to keep going with Gilbert. Good stuff there. Tyler Alexander had seven innings, zero in runs, two hits, two walks, four Ks against the Baltimore Orioles. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm happy this worked for whoever trusted this. But yeah, no. No. Don't don't go after this one in the future. Max Scherzer came back off the IL and... <laughs> no, oh man. Six perfect innings with nine strikeouts. And got a King Cole with a 35% CSW. Of course he did. Uh, Luis Garcia went against the Rays. He gave you five innings of zeroed runs. Before walks in there, too. Two hits and four Ks. This is better where he's not leaning on the curveball as much and lead more on the cutter. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not really that enthused about Luis Garcia. I don't feel like I have to do this in a 12-teamer. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, you can. It's fine. I mean, he's like a Toby, essentially, at this point. Um, Clayton Kershaw against the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's the Tatiagin. Of course, he did amazing. Kyle Wright got singled out a bit. Eight hits, one walk, seven Ks, two hundred runs, though, and six innings against the Nationals. Got the win. It's what you want to see. This is fine. Uh, I mean, obviously, the 1.5 whip isn't great. But you got the strikeouts. You got the win. You got a good ERA. Right? Everything is good. I don't know how I'm going to feel about next year because it's really just the curveball. If it's there, he's good. If it's not, it's not. 47% uh, CSW on the changeup, though. Maybe the changeup is something that I'm going to be considering. Kyle Quantrill against the Minnesota Twins. 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 9 hits, 1 walk, and 2 strikeouts. Man's a Toby. And uh, I'm glad you got a win <laughs> if you if you went with this one. Elber Cabrera against the Cubs got a win. 5 innings, 300 runs, 3 hits, 3 walks, and 4 Ks. The fastball isn't very good. Uh, just 11 over 25 strikes. That is absolutely abysmal. You can't do that. Now, he didn't throw... Too many of them. It was under 35% for Seamer. But, man, you got to find a way to get enough strikes with the four Seamer and then really set up that curveball or really slider and change. If the curveball was effective too, but it's really the slider and change that they're doing things. Um, the stuff is good. I just I need to see the four Seamer not miss so many times. Wade Miley, oh boy. Uh, three innings and three earned runs, seven hits, two walks, two Ks. I loved this start. I was like, okay. All for Wade Miley. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And did not work out. Third inning, I mean, he was cruising through two. Third inning, uh, he got the third out, but there was a uh, an error in the field before it, and then there was a grand slam. So there's all your four unearned runs. 
And then the next inning, he got really unlucky. He went field single and this and that. And then he allowed two more earned runs. And that was that. That was pretty much Wade Miley's start against Miami. I think you're fine against the Pirates. I don't think, like, this was Wade Miley's collapse. Like, we've seen in the past. Then again, of course, in September, this is what happens of, like, an inning. He gets the, gets the worst luck ever. Oh, no, Nick. I'm still doing it. I'm doing it. No, nope, I'm going after it against the Pirates. This is not, not the Wade Miley of old. It's not. Okay. It is not Drew Rasmussen. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, six innings pitched, four and runs, six hits, one walk, and three Ks. Very close to a poor quality start in this one. Is he went against the Astros, against the Jays next. I just don't want to be on this anymore. That's two. He's gotten the Jays and the Astros already, and it was bad for both. And now, what do you know? You get the Jays and the Astros next. Go after something else. Corey Abbott against Atlanta. One, zero strikeouts, two walks, six hits, four and runs, four innings. Yeah, don't do this. I mean, does it get Miami at the end of the week? No. Sonny Gray left early in this one because he had a hamstring injury. We don't know if he's going to start in his next one. I would be shocked if he goes 80-plus in that, which means you can drop him. Uh, it doesn't feel like he's going to start this week. If he does, again, it'll be limited, I would imagine. He was two ticks down on his velocity. It just feels as if Sonny Gray is not going to be productive within the next week. Look, you have... 14 days left or so of the season 16 and that's half the season <laughs> so keep that in mind um get what you can from that roster spot corbin burns has been such a disappointment 5.2 innings five run runs seven it's one walk in four k's he was against the mets now he gets the reds and marlins you're just gonna start him i feel your pain jose suarez against the mariners you shouldn't have done this you if you did you know, there was a chance it worked out. It didn't. Don't go with Suarez. Merrill Kelly against the Dodgers. When you know, five run runs, ten base runners, six innings pitch. But seven Ks, at least he got that. And now you get the Giants twice. So enjoy that one. Twice with the Giants. Okay, start Kelly now. Chad Cool, he's Chad Cool. Uh, Jacob Junis in cores, come on. And Tyler Wells against Detroit. Well, he wasn't ready. 66 pitches, three, three innings, five run runs. You didn't want to do it. And... Maybe he streamed it, but it wasn't stretched out enough. And now that he is, he doesn't get the nice matchups of Natty, Light, and Detroit. We were complaining that those two starts went to Teller Wells because we weren't going to want to start him for that. It wasn't fair. Okay. Uh, looking at today and tomorrow, and by the way, I had my massive article yesterday. If you missed it, it goes over every single day for the rest of the year and where I would have them. Obviously, there are changes. There are already changes. I made it yesterday, and there are changes for Tuesday, which means, oh boy, by the end, it's going to be all just a mess. At the same time, where I'm putting these guys is going to be relatively the same. For example, I had to switch Patrick Sandoval from tomorrow, uh, or yeah, from tomorrow to today. But what do you know? He gets the same matchup, so he's just going to be in the same place, right? So it's still very, very helpful. Check that out to try and circle the starts that you want. A lot of them are going to be the same, like Luis Ortiz against the Cubs. We're hoping is going to work out, right, by the end of the week. Uh, so anyway, looking at today though, and I did also on the, on the corner podcast last night with fast went over. So if you want a full outline as well via podcast form, you got that one too. Luis Castillo, Dylan Seas, Jamie McClanahan, Christian Javier, Charlie Morden, Nestor Cortez, Tyler Anderson, Pablo Lopez, and Patrick Sandoval all going today. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going for this. Yes. Including Pablo Lopez against the Cubs. I'm doing that. Uh, even though he's been shaky, you're doing it. Same with Patrick Sandoval. He's been actually really good. 
um, since July 23rd. Has not had a start above 200 runs. Just so you know. So, yeah, you're going to do this against the Rangers. Probable starts here. You have Nick Lodolo against Boston. Carlos Carrasco against the Brewers. Ross Stripling against the Phils. Adam Wainwright against the Padres. And Austin Voth against Detroit. Austin Voth being the stream pick of the day. I think that's a good one to go with. Obviously, uh, it's against the Tigers. Voth is stretched out. You do it. I... Uh, Lodolo against the Red Sox. There's a lot of questions like, do we go with that one or someone else in the auto start here? It's a little risky, I think, because it's the Red Sox. They like lefties a little bit more than righties. It's a little volatile. Lodolo has those 11 strikeout games and everything, but sometimes it comes through and runs. Sometimes um, you'll get more walks in there. He's a little effectively wild at times. So there's some risk to it, but I am going to do it. Ross Stripling's been doing great. He gets the Phillies. A little bit of a challenge. You're still going to do that. Adam Wainwright against the Padres. I understand there's some contention. I got you. It's, uh, I still do that. Um, I, I think that there is some question of Wainwright's fatigue now that it's the second half and it's getting near the end of his career and does he still have it in him? If you want to bench Wainwright, go ahead. But I think I'm still going to do it. Questable start here. You have Adrian Sampson. He goes against the Marlins. I don't like Adrian Sampson, but it's the Marlins. Brian Bayo against Cincinnati in Cincinnati. He has had... Uh, uh, some upside to him. He hasn't allowed a single home run yet, if you can believe that, in about 41 innings. So maybe that continues. It is Cincinnati, though. If there's a place to allow a home run, it's there. Dylan Bunny gets the Royals, and you may want to consider that for five innings. And Kyle Gibson is a coin flip. Even though it's the Jays, he still has that ceiling. So it's up to you there. Cherry Bomb, if you want to call it that. And then do not start to you. you have Michael Grove and Luis Ortiz and Aaron Ashby. Those are the three really interesting. I mean, maybe Joey wins against Baltimore, but... He did well last time, but I really don't want to do that. Michael Grove did well against Arizona last time. It could happen again. It was five innings of, what, like one or two in runs? Maybe it was zero. It wasn't three or more. <laughs> it could happen again. He has a good fastball, decent breaker. We'll see. Luis Ortiz against the Yankees. Uh, he throws hard, 99. It's the hardest fastball in the majors if it qualified, uh, I believe. I think Hunter Green still has some of those 96, 97 games that bring him down. But, yeah, Luis Ortiz, insane. And has a slider that earned eight whiffs last time. But it's the Yankees, and that was one start. It's small sample size. You don't know how long it's going to go. It's too risky for me. Aaron Ashby's coming back from the IL. Now, there's a question mark here. Are the Mets going to rest some starters today because they just clinched the playoff berth? I'm going to say no because they're still battling with the Braves for the top of the NL East. So, no. But if they are, maybe this is more interesting as a still though. I think the Brewers are going to be very careful with Aaron Ashby in this. They're not going to let him go long. So I'm going to say this is a do not start still ill pretty clearly, but there is some question mark about it, about the Mets lineup. Even so, I'm still going to be benching Aaron Ashby. And then you have like Clay, uh, Clay Clevenger. Ha. Mike Clevenger against the, the Cardinals. You have Dre Jameson, but he's going against the Dodgers. I don't want to do that. J.P. Sears, Cole Raggins, Aaron Savali is also still ill. It's against the White Sox. You don't know how long he's going to go. Just don't do that. Aaron Ashby is a little bit more interesting with the possibility of the Mets not doing a higher upside, I think. But don't do that one either. Kyle, uh, Kyle Freeland against the Giants in cores, no. Zach Granke against the Twins, no. Zach Davies against the Dodgers, doubleheader there. Uh, Patrick Corbin against Atlanta. And John Barbia, not Carlos Rodon, uh, going against the, um, going in cores. It's Rodon got pushed back to Friday. Looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, you have Max Free, Lance Lynn, Robbie Ray, Tristan McKenzie, Jesus Lazardo, Blake Snell, Kevin Gosman, and Lance McCullers Jr. Yes, Blake Snell is going tomorrow, not Sean Manaya. They pushed him back, which is good because Blake Snell avoids Corzan. Now he will get the Dodgers, but at least he avoids Corz, and that's cool. Uh, so you get uh, you get him yeah, in your lineups uh, against the, the Cardinals tomorrow. Make sure you do that. You also have Drew Smiley. He is the only auto-start streamer I think I've had all year. 
He goes against the Marlins, so of course it's not going to go well, because anytime I emphasize a stream, it goes poorly. But seriously, start Drew Smiley. Uh, amazing Blake style blueprint. Fastball velocity is up. It's good. Uh, Tywin Walker also against the Brewers. You have Dustin May against the Diamondbacks and Miles Michaelis against the Padres. You're going to start all of them. I know Miles Michaelis has also slowed down as the season goes on. It's kind of what we expected, but I think you still start him against the Padres. Um, Logan Webb is going in cores, and I understand if you don't want to do that. I totally get it. You're fine to do that if you want. Um, keep in mind, if you you can stack some streamers here. Bailey Obers is rostered under 30% of leagues. He gets the Royals. He looked really good in that return. He'll be stretched out to 80-plus pitches now. I think that's a good one to go with. Same with Jordan Lyles against the Tigers. This is a start we've been circling for a while. I would be streaming him where I can. Drew Smiley is the clear-cut one under 20% rostered. So we're doing that. But... Lyles and Ober are both probable start streamers as well. Ruanzi Contreras is also under 20% rostered. He starts a questionable start here. I know in the article yesterday I put him at probable start. I thought about this more. There's two things. The Yankee offense is heating up a little. And also, the Pirates might be limiting Contreras. Like, he, I don't think he's going to go 90 pitches. He went about 55 or so last time. Only four innings. So they might be continuing to do that. Adds more risk to the pile. I'm pulling him down into the questionable start tier. Something to consider, though. Um, Severino and Wheeler. For them, they are both coming back from the IL. St uh, still ills here, but questionable. So Severino against the Pirates, maybe he goes five innings of 65 pitches, 70 or so. I'm, I'm imagining 65 to 70 for both of these guys, which innately, of course, limits their ceiling and uh, lowers their floor because it could be three innings or four innings. Zach Wheeler gets the Jays, too, and there might be rust from both of them because we have, we're so blind into this. Be careful and don't start them. You don't have to. Uh, Matt Manning against the Orioles. I know some of you want to do this. I don't trust the fastball slider combo. I really don't. But he's a questionable option. Corey Kluber. I mean, it's the Astros, but Kluber has them. I don't know. I think you can kind of, you can drop Kluber at this point. The year is such a tough schedule. Dane Dunning uh, against the Angels. I know that that can go well, but man, I don't want to do it. Uh, do not start here. Josiah Gray. James Capilling, Connor Siebel, Tucker Davidson. You don't want to do these. Connor Siebel does cut the reds, and I can see there's a very sneaky stream. But yeah, we don't really know what we're going to get there from Connor Siebel. So I would avoid that one. And also looking at tomorrow's starters, uh, we have Justin Verlander, Brandon Woodruff, Shane Bieber, uh, Julio Urias. Uh, not tomorrow. This is Thursdays because that's what we do. It is uh, Tuesday. We look at Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Justin Verlander, Brandon Woodruff, Shane Bieber, Julio Urias. George Kirby, Joe Musgrove now, uh, Marcus Stroman, and Zach Gallen uh, going on uh, Thursday. Those are all auto starts. Gallen does get the Dodgers. Keep that in mind. But I think you're still going to do that because Gallen is just that good. I am a Gallen gal. It gets really tough after this. Even the probable start tier. Uh, Michael Walker is going to be at the bottom of this. Uh, he's going now because of the whole Connor Seabold thing. We have Jose Barrios, Johnny Cueto, Jack Flaherty, and Martin Perez. Barrios gets the red raise. I don't know what we're going to get. Cueto had an illness, got pushed back. He gets the Guardians. He's been that good. I guess you're going to probably start him if you have him. Jack Flaherty's been erratic with his command. I'm hoping he gets it back a little bit here against the Dodgers. Sorry, not the Dodgers, the Padres. And then Martin Perez gets the Angels. He did not look good last time. Um, but I think you got to kind of do it. Uh, Michael Walker also gets the Yankees. Do I want to start Michael Walker against the Yankees? I think if you have Michael Walker, you're going to do it. It's a little frustrating that you get the Yankees now and not um, not someone else. But actually, you know what? I, I take that back. It was supposed to be him tomorrow. 
against the Yankees would have been the Yankees anyway. I think you're going to do it. Um, questionable starts here. Some people want to do much Mitch Keller against the Cubs. I mean, he's going to be my stream pick of the day regardless. Um, I don't really love it. I think that's been smoke and mirrors how well he's performed thus far. But it is the Cubs. It feels relatively safe. But yeah, I mean, this is a questionable start here. Same with Jake Odorizzi against the Phillies. I think there is a really nice Odorizzi start in the future against the Marlins. But I don't. He looked okay. Like he's looked good in the last two with his command and his stuff. Results haven't been as amazing as you want. Um, it can work. Uh, Domingo Herman against Boston can also work if he gets the fastball or at least avoids damage off of the fastball. Michael Lorenzen against Texas. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Kyle Bradish, Ryan Yarbrough. Bradish, I don't really love. It's, it's using Astros, but I get it if the slider is looking good and the fastball doesn't get crushed. And Ryan Yarbrough may be able to sneak in for a win if he goes four innings in a, with an opener or something like that. Uh, Adrian Martinez, Ranger Suarez, Jose Arena, Josh Winder, Jonathan Heasley, Mike Miner, and, and Sean Jelly. Uh, we're not doing. We're just not doing this. Adrian Martinez is kind of interesting against the Mariners, but he has not come through. Um, so anyway, that is going to do it for today's edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. For all of the entire streams for the entire week, check out yesterday's article. Uh, obviously, subject to change for a lot of things, but gives you a very good uh, guide, at least, or starting point while looking at it. But that's going to do it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbles be low and your strikeouts high.